0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Game on! Game on! Hello Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins roster is set for opening night and a big week for David Pasternak. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. The NHL season is getting underway tonight, and the Bees are going to hit the ice on Saturday against Dallas. And they're going to be starting the season without Jack Stanika or Chris Wagner on the Bruins roster. Now, I know Wagner hasn't been the same since COVID. But hey, we got Anton Blee and his three career points ready to go. And we also have Carson Kuhlman, who has also made the roster for some reason. And the thing is, Kuhlman and Blee are career AHLers. They're, no, they're nowhere near... They shouldn't even be on the roster. I mean, if you have someone in your lineup who's gonna shoot the logo, gonna shoot at the logo on a goalie's jersey, you might as well make it Chris Wagner. Not Coolman, not not Blee. Okay, I mean Coolman has played on the second line with David Krejci and and Jake DeBrusk for a while, and that experiment didn't last. I mean, everybody was talking about how Coolman was gonna be, you know. The answer to David Krejci's, you know, second line woes, and guess what? It never happened. But the Bruins go out. They finally get a decent, a decent winger, and you know, in Hall, they have Smith coming in. They had a really, they had a really good line to put together last season. And what does David Krejci do for this season? He goes and bails. So, I don't know. Sometimes you got to wonder what goes on in life in the Bru- in the Bruins organization. The other thing uh, that um Kuhlman and Blee lack size. I mean Coleman is 5'10", he's 190, and Blee is about 6'1", 189. Now, those to be honest, 6'1" isn't really lacking size, but still, you know, the guy's a career AHLer. Why is he why is he even on the roster? Okay? I mean I would have kept Wagner. All right? Because at least you get it, you have experience. I mean you have experience too with Coleman, who who's played a couple of seasons in Boston, but still, you know, why are you going with two guys who are career AHLers instead of instead of, you know, Chris Wagner? I mean, I feel really bad for Wagner right now, the local kid from Boston from the Boston area, you know, has to like go down to Providence. So who knows? but the bees wave also waived John Moore on Sunday, on Saturday only to bring him back to take up a to take up a roster another roster spot and that roster spot would have gone to Jax Tanika now i'm a little disappointed with with Jax Tanika not making the roster i mean he he had an outstanding he had an outstanding pre um preseason so i'm surprised that he wasn't on the roster but the teams are kind of filled at are kind of fill at center, so they might as well send them down to Providence, and I'm fine with Stanika starting down to Providence. And the thing is, he's going to be up before you know it due to an injury to somebody on the raw. You know, maybe maybe Coyle is not going to be ready to go, isn't quite ready to go, or you know, maybe maybe Stanika's performance with the Baby Bees. Now the big question is: Is Stanika going to get 20 minutes of 20 minutes a night? In Providence or eight minutes a night in Boston, you know, I'd rather see him get to 20 minutes um, in Providence because you know he needs the ice time, and centering a number one line down in Providence is a lot better than sitting up on the ninth floor at the TD Garden or you know, or being a fourth liner because we already they, they're already set at the second and third line centers. I mean, Curtis Lazar was placed on injured reserve, so now the bees have Eric Hola and Thomas Nosek, Nosek centering the third and fourth lines. Hala, or Hala has played over 456 NHL games, and Nosek has played about 257 NHL games. So basically, I'm fine with those two guys playing playing at the third and fourth lines instead of Stanika. So it's he's better off, Stanika is better off Going down to Providence, and the really cool thing about him being sent down to Providence is that if I want to go see him play, all I have to do is get in my car and drive a half an hour to go watch the to watch the Providence Bruins play in either Hartford or down in Bridgeport. So I don't mind him, you know, going down there and getting twenty minutes a night, you know, centering a number one line. I mean, here's the thing: if he goes down there and he's centering a second or third line. That's that's basically a waste of time. All right? He's gotta be, he has to be at least the number one the number one center down in Providence. And get that ice time. And then he'll be back up here before you know it. And you know, who knows what what could happen, you know, when he comes up here. You know? Will he will he have a a great um, season like he had in the preseason, or will he just will he not be non existent and on the milk carton? Who knows. But I kind of like the idea. I kind of like the idea of Stanika going down the Providence. Chris Wagner kind of wish he would have stayed here in Boston. Kind of wish he would have stayed with the Bru- um in Boston. But you know things got to you know you got to make room on your roster for the right chemistry, and I don't think that Kuhlman and and Blee are the right. Are the right guys for for the job up here? They're not. But you have to fill roster spots and let's see what happens when um, Anton Blee gets sent down, you know, to Providence by by the end of by the end of October. I guarantee you that one of those two guys is gonna be gone down to Providence by the end of October. Maybe even a couple of game maybe even three or four games in, he'll get sent down. And you know Stanika will come up who knows but i don't think i don't think Stanika should get the i mean he's going to be called up at some point he's going to get called up at some point in the season but you know there's so sta- you know there's so many centers out there that there's no room for him there's absolutely no room for him at center right now so who knows what's who knows what's going to happen with these guys but the big question and everybody's mind is, who's going to get to start on opening night? Now, is it going to be Swayman or Allmark? Well, if you if you go if you go through Twitter, if you go through all the social media, a lot of the fans want Swayman to be the number one guy, probably because he's so popular, because he's the young star coming up, and he's outplayed Allmark in the preseason. But you got to realize. Allmark has the big contract. Now, I think the performance should should be the deciding factor, not the fact that, you know, Allmark has this big contract, all right? Because we all know that eventually, Allmark was going to be the backup if or when Rass comes back, all right? So that shouldn't be a deciding factor. Oh, we're going to start Allmark because, you know, he has this big contract. Don't go by that. You got to go by who's ready, you know who's ready to go, and Omar to me in the preseason has been bad. Now I know it's been a, I know it's only the preseason, but still, if this is the outlook for the, for what this guy brings be, into the net, I'd rather have Swayman be be the number one guy. I mean, why did they even get rid of Dan Vladar? I mean, I would have I would have gone with a Vladar Swayman, um, Vladar Swayman, you know, tandem. But no, they go out and get Allmark, and Allmark hasn't been that impressive. I'm not impressed by him. Swayman, Swayman, I'm cool with to start the season out. You know he's good. He's the future of this team, and I I think for the best. I think I think that Swayman it should be the it should be the number one guy. You know who cares if Allmark is making you know. You know, making this all this big money, you know, as a backup, because he's still going to be a backup if or when Rask comes back. And when Rask comes back, Swayman will be sent to Providence, and that's the place. That's the best place for him. Think about it; it's the best place for him to go once Rask comes back. Now we don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen with Rask? We really don't right now. I mean. The majority of Bruins fans are going to realize this season how good we had it with Tuka in the goal. You know, Swayman has has the goods to be a future number one, but I don't want to rush this kid. And you know, let's say Rask doesn't come back. Let's just say Rask, you know, decides, hey, you know what, I'm not going to come back. I'm fully retired. I'm done. Then we're then then you're then basically Swayman is your guy. But I have a feeling that, you know, I have a feeling that Tuca's going to come back. Swayman's going to go down to Providence. He's going to have an outstanding year in Providence. And all is going to be well in the Bruins' net come, I don't know, probably January. We're looking at possibly Tuca returning to January. Now, the thing is, he still has to sign a contract. So who knows what goes on, what's going to happen there haven't really heard much on what's going on with his contract what's going on with the con, with his contract you know haven't really heard anything so who knows what's going to go what's going to happen as far as the goaltending goes you know Tuca comes is Tuca is Tuca really coming back is he not coming back is he coming back we don't know yet but definitely Swayman should be the number 1 guy coming in right now you know, there might be some chances where he'll he'll falter a little bit. But still, you know, I'd rather have him in the net instead of Omark. I mean, Olmark hasn't. I mean, he's led in a lot of soft goals. I mean, he was slow to react. He's slow to react to shots. I mean, he's basically the backup, not a starter. I mean, he would have been. He would have been. He was the starter over in, over in Buffalo because that was Buffalo. But this is Boston. All right. This is Boston, you know, January, you know. come January, you're going to have the best goaltender in the league coming in, or coming back, hopefully, you know, and you're going to be the backup. Now, I, I hope I'm wrong with Mark, but giving this guy that much money reeks of a panic move from the Bruins. You know, the, the goalie market started to dry up, is starting to dry up in this past offseason. I mean, come on. You know, you're going to go, they they should have, they should have, the Bruins should have just stuck with a goaltending tandem of Ladar and Swayman and rotated the two instead of signing this kid to a big-time contract. You know, because we all know, we all know that that Swayman is going to be the future of this team. But the thing is, I don't really want to, like, rush the kid, you know, really push him out there, you know, you know, have him be the number one guy, yeah, but I don't know. It's it's a tough it's it's a tough move that you got to make. I mean, you know, if all was well in the world, we would have we would have we would have had Tuka Rask starting the season, but he has his injury. He has he's he's like still, you know, unsigned. So we'll just have to see what happens. Now, David Pasternak had a big week this week. He was named to the team check uh, to uh, the Czech Republic. Olympic team for the 22 Winter Olympics and he partnered with Stop and Shop to sell pastas pasta to raise money for the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute now let me tell you something I drove all over New England trying to find this pasta pasta and I finally found it and I boy did I buy a bunch of boxes so I don't know why I don't know why it just it just I just needed to go out and buy a bunch of pasta I bought a couple of boxes, and I guarantee you they're probably. I don't know why. I don't know why. Probably because number one is David Pasternak. You know what am I going to do once I'm done with the, once I'm done with the uh, pot eating the pasta. Once the box pasta box of pasta is gone, am I going to throw out the box? Am I going to save it? I don't know. But it it, it's weird how sports fans will go out and buy like different kind of you know if their player endorses something, they're going to go out and buy it. I mean like with the pasta pasta. You know, you had Flutie flakes. I don't know if those are still out there, but you know, remember the Reggie, the Reggie candy bar, the Reggie Jackson candy bar back in the seventies. Yeah, that was that was a nasty freaking candy bar. I got to tell you, but that that's really cool that David Pasternak has done this. Um, so you know, I can't wait to dip into that pasta, see what it's like. Of course, pasta's pasta. I get it, and I I just you know. You know, you have to wonder. You know, well, <laughs> you got to think too. You know, Pasta had the pasta, right? Chris Wagner had the had the collaboration with uh, Harpoon Brewery and did some beer. So did Charlie Coyle did some beer with Harpoon. and collaborated with um, Harpoon Brewery and did and did beer. You have David Pasternak pushing pushing his Pasta Pasta. You know, Marshawn... And and you gotta realize Mar David uh David Marshawn, whoa. Um Brad Marshawn and um and Miller and Kevin Miller, they have their they have their outdoor thing going. You know, their outdoor um their, their all their outdoor um gear, I like to call it, you know, out there. So, you know, a lot of these guys are like, you know, going branching out a little bit and I think that's fun, you know. It it's it's cool when guys do this kind of stuff. I mean, like like I said, the Flutie flakes, you know, for Doug Flutie, you know, or, or the Reggie candy bar, or, you know, you can go even all the way further back, and people don't know this, but the Baby Ruth bar was for Babe Ruth. People don't know that one either. But I think it's really cool that David Pasternak has this thing going with with Stop and Shop. I think it's gonna it. It might even, this this might even jump up, you know, interest in the Bruins, too. You know, if you're a non-hockey fan and you're walking through and you see the pasta pasta, you know, maybe, hey, you know what? There's a Bruin on the box. You know, maybe I'll watch a game or something. I don't know. It's, could work. Anyways. Uh, sources say that Jack the Jack Eichel saga may be shifting a little bit in Buffalo. There are ongoing discussions. Um for uh, an additional access to David, uh, for David, why am I on a David, you know, thing lately? Probably because of um, Krejci. I don't know, but Jack Eichel's medical, um, I, they want, you know, access to Jack Eichel's medical file to help teams with trade interests, um, you know, see see his his situation. Now, if I'm if I'm Don Sweeney, I don't go I don't make any deal for for Eichel. Eichel's not worth it. All right? I know Bruins fans are like, "Oh, we can trade you know, we'll trade we'll trade this guy and this we we'll trade Tuka to this to Buffalo to do." No. No, you don't want I mean, you don't want Eichel. To be I to be honest, I think Eichel would be the big mistake for any team. It would be a big mistake. You know, oh, we're going to trade this guy, you know, we'll trade him for, you know, we'll, you know, we'll trade you a bunch of prospects and and picks. I mean, this past week, I saw a bunch of, bunch of like scenarios, all right, scenarios for, you know, for Jack Eichel. I mean, one of them was, was sending, you know, and it didn't even involve the Bruins and it involved the New York Rangers. And one of those deals was, you know, giving, basically giving up most of their prospects, I mean, you know, for Jack Eichel, you know, you're giving up just prospects and pay, and not even first round picks. These were like second these were like second, third, fourth round picks for Eichel. And to be honest, that I could see happening. You know, I don't see teams giving up, you know, I don't see the Rangers giving up an Adam Fox or a Panarin or a Zabanejad or, you know, even a Sisterkin for Jack Eichel. I don't see I don't see them doing any of that stuff. You know, giving up picks. I don't see it. You know, if if you're if you're going to go if you're a team and you're going to go after Jack Eichel, you got to be you got to be stupid. You got to be really stupid right now. Because the guy's not going to bring anything to the table. I mean, he's got he's got this this injury that they either want to like put in a fake disc or, you know, fuse it or whatever. You know the guy's never going to be the same. All right, he's not going to be a superstar. And playing in, I mean, maybe, maybe if he played with another team, maybe if he played for, I don't know, maybe if he played for Edmonton or Toronto or even, even you know, started out playing with playing with the Rangers. Who knows? But think about this one: what if the roles were reversed in that in that draft? And Eichel went to Edmonton, and Connor McDavid went to Buffalo. I have a feeling Buffalo wouldn't be as wouldn't be a town where where players go to die, because basically that's what Buffalo is. Buffalo is a place where a lot of players go to, you know, go to die, because nobody ever nobody ever hears of some of these guys. You know, half half the roster. You could probably name every player on that roster. And nobody would know who they were. With the exception of Eichel. Taylor Hall last year, yeah. You know, if you said Taylor Hall, oh yeah, he played he played for the Buffalo Sabres. But still, you know, that's where players, you know, go basically your career basically you you go to Buffalo, your career's over. Because they, they haven't gotten anything, you know, they haven't gotten and done anything in the last couple of years. Now, I know the owner of the Sabres also owns the Bills. And look how good the Bills are playing. Why can't he do the same? Why can't he get the same type of, you know, get the same kind of result with the Sabres? Because he doesn't know. He, he hires the wrong management. I mean, you got to bring somebody in there that knows actually what they're doing. And to be honest, Buffalo doesn't know what they're doing. That front office doesn't know what they're doing. They're too worried about Eichel. You know, trying to find a good deal for him, but you're not going to get a good deal for him because of his injuries. So that's, that's basically the story in Buffalo. You know, that is the major story. You know, nobody's going to want Jack Eichel. Nobody is going to want Jack Eichel. Okay. Because of his injury, you know, and you know, you got to, you know, you got to realize that if the Bruins were to make a deal If the Bruins were to make a deal, you know, what would they give up? And I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't give up anybody. I wouldn't give up anybody. Nobody on this Bruins team should, you know, the Bruins shouldn't give up anybody. Now, Carey Price um, took a a little bit of leave of absence here. Now it was believed that Carey Price was suffering from a drug, drug or alcohol addiction. He's not. That's what the Montreal Canadiens are saying that the form that he's um he was suffering from drugs and alcohol and that's not the Montreal Canadiens have said that it's not true. It, he's fine, you know, everything is fine, so it's not prescription drugs, alcohol, gambling but he does have some mental issues that are related to putting too much pressure on himself. Now, if you are the if you're the Seattle Kraken, aren't you a little happy that you didn't go after that? Aren't you a little happy that you didn't get, you know, take a chance on Carey Price? Not only his big contract, but what's what's currently happening. So, you know, basically it's a mental issue with Carey Price. So, you know, hopefully he'll come back. I mean, if you think about it, the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, I actually thought the Canadians were actually going to be a playoff, like a wild card team this year, or even a third place team in within the division within the division. Well, with Carey Price going down, and we're not going to we're not going to know when he's going to be coming back. I don't think that the. Uh, I don't think that the Montreal Canadiens are going to have a little, are going to have any, any, you know, chance at making a wild card spot. I mean, Price is going to be in in the program for about 30 days and we'll rejoin the team, you know, on the ice before the end of 2021. But I have a feeling that this is, this is basically this, this little move hurt the Montreal Canadiens. But, you know it's you're dealing with a player's a player's life here you're dealing with you know somebody who wasn't well in the melon and you know you got to realize that it's a good thing for him not a good thing if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan but it's it's really it's really important that i want to see Carey Price get back on the ice and play for the Montreal Canadiens cuz hey he's one of those elite goaltenders you know he's he's a he's he's what they need you know the same thing with the Bruins and Tuukka Rask you know who knows? You know Montreal missing Carey Price, the Bruins not having Tuka Rask is going to hurt these two teams. You know I wouldn't be too surprised if the Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens don't make the playoffs because of their because they're missing their star goaltenders. You know one has one one has has had surgery and is a, still a free agent, and the other one is you know, basically taking time off to, you know, recover from some mental health issues. Now those mental health issues are for putting too much pressure on himself. And when you're probably the number one goalie, you know, you need to take a leave of absence. The same thing, and you got to realize, you got to realize this, the same thing happened to Tuca back when they were in the bubble. He left the team, you know, and, and here's the other thing is, if I bet you Habs fans are probably more supportive of Carey Price than the Bruins fans were to Tuukka Rask when he left the bubble. Think about that one. And I didn't really when I first heard about you know Carey Price going going into you know going into rehab for mental issues, I didn't even think about what Tuca went through in the bubble. But you have to realize That's, you know, the goaltending position is a very stressful position. You know, there's a lot of stress put on these guys, especially goaltenders. I mean, who's to say that, you know, even, even, um, you know, Fleury in, in Chicago, you know, maybe he'll, you know, he'll suffer some things. You know, you have younger goaltenders like Spencer Knight down in Florida. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of years, he might experience some mental health issues. But it's it's kind of weird that a lot of the mental health issues out there with with the you know in the NHL and guys taking leave are goaltenders because they have a lot of pressure put on them. They have tons of pressure. You know, they're the, basically the season is 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 riding on them all year. You know, the pressure of starting be, being that number one guy, leading them to the Stanley Cup. There's pressure there. So I just hope Carey Price comes back, you know, gets rehabilitated or whatever, and you know comes back and maybe leads leads them to the Stanley Cup. I mean, they let they made it to the finals last year, so let's just hope he comes back, you know, a little bit stronger, and you know Montreal basically basically makes makes a push to the playoffs. I mean, I would love to see that, you know. You know, Carey Price, who had, who missed part of the beginning of the season because of mental health issues, you know, brings the Montreal Canadiens to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I mean, you know, the same thing happened with Tuca and everybody's been on, ever since then, everybody has been on his case. And I think, you know, it's it's the position that, that that's tough on these guys. I mean, I wouldn't be a goalie um, in the NHL today. There's too much pressure. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E.